What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis from Fantasy Alarm right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Um, <laughs> you know, Adam, I'd ask how you're doing, but I think you're in uh, just as crappy a place as I am right now as the MLB spring injuries really piling up. Yeah, and that's what happens when you're like, oh, it's been a quiet spring, no major injuries, and then a week and a half before the season, they start to pile up. Yeah, I mean, it's not just piling up. Like, okay, Mitch Garver left today with a hand injury. That's fine. You know, uh, whatever. For now. Um, I'm talking, I mean, we're getting we're getting thumped right now. Eloy Jimenez, all right, torn pectoral muscle. Out five to six months, which is the season right there. Um, makes him undraftable at this point. Uh, Zach Gallen, fracture in the forearm, stress fracture in the forearm. But, oh, you know, he'll be fine. You know, just he, he can still catch. He can play catch right now. Keep the low stress. Kirby Yates, done for the season with Tommy John. Like, it's not just that they're piling up minor injuries. This is like... Hey, let's kick you in the nuts a hundred times. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, there were minor injuries, but there were no really season ending outside of Forrest Whitley early on. But Jimenez is obviously a severe blow. He was pretty much going in the third round of 15 team leagues. I took him in my NFBC main event on Sunday night. And the crazy part is he was not part of the plan because we never thought he would be there. You know, it had picked seven. So Based on all the drafts that we've seen, he wasn't in the plan. The plan was to go uh, Tyler Glass now in round three. And then we're sitting there, we're like, wait a second, is Eli going to make it back to us? And he did. And, you know, again, we said, all right, you know what? Uh, how are we going to pass up Eloy here? And we'll figure out the pitching after. Um, and some bad luck uh, because now Eloy is out five to six months, which pretty much is the year. And again, in this league, you can't hold them. There's no IR spots. It's seven bench spots. So that's it. So you think back and go, man, if someone would have taken Eloy, then I would have definitely went glass now. And now I think it's time to put money down on glass now to win the Cy Young. Oh, is that <laughs> that's how you're going to hedge this one? I don't know, man, but it just absolutely <laughs> sucks. And I know I'm pretty sure I probably have Eloy also in draft champions leagues. I'm pretty sure. I, oh, please don't. I didn't even check TGFBI where I already have Kirby Yates. So I don't know if I, I don't think I got Eloy there. I know in my keeper league, one team kept Eloy at five and gallon at five. So um, I'm waiting for the email like, Hey, um, so can we change our keepers? And the answer obviously would be no. Um, because this happened to me a few years ago, we declared our keepers and AJ Pollock was one of my keepers and something happened. He got hurt. And I just sent an email to Lee like, Hey, uh, just want to see if it's cool. If you guys, can I change my keeper? Of course, you know, they don't want me to have success. They all said, no, you can't. I said, all right, cool. I have no problem with that, but just remember this going forward. This applies to everyone in the future. So once your keepers are declared, that's it. It's over. So you send in the keepers. I put them in the site. And then five minutes later, someone is out for the year. Too late. You got them. Just want to be clear on that. I'm like, okay, so don't want to hear anything from anyone. The keepers are in. They're declared. Auction is Sunday. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's no if, – if that's the way it is, then if that's how you guys want to play it, then that's exactly how we're going to do it. And it's the same for everybody. 
Um, I'm actually, you know what? I'm I'm fucking I'm dealing with a uh, with a with a rules change bullshit situation right now. You believe that the season hasn't started and I'm already dealing with it? What's the issue? You ready for this? Uh, yeah. You know, listen, I'll sell out the the world for this because I just did it on uh, on uh, on Sirius XM. I did as well. Oh, by the way, I mean, you know, for me, Gallon NL only, Eloy AL Tout. Uh, you know, labor for Gallon Tout. I had Eloy and Kirby Yates and TGFBI. So I hit the trifecta. Congrats, man! That's a hell of a job. That's not easy to do, bro. No, it's really not. I also have Eloy in this Sirius XM Dynasty League, right? So get an email today from somebody in the league who says that, you know, our commissioner is uh, is really busy right now. So he asked me to put this email out to ask everybody um, what we should be doing about position eligibility. You know, the site still has it as, you know, the rules have been. For the last, you know, since the inception of this league, 20 games in season, 20 games last season. Right. And so, you know, what I think we should make it seven games for last season and 10 for in season. What does everybody think? I'm like, what do you mean? What does everybody think? Now, we've done the rookie draft. We've we've declared our keepers. We've made our cuts. We have done the rookie draft to round out our roster. And we've already had the first week of fab run in this league. And now all of a sudden, now we're talking about changing position eligibility. Like it doesn't even, for me, it doesn't even matter. Like, I don't care. You know, you want to make it seven games? Fine. You want to make it 10 in season? Okay, fine. I don't give a crap about that. What I care about is, is that we're already, we're now in season. Maybe a game hasn't been played yet. But when you run that first week of fab already, people have been playing. People spent money in fab. And now all of a sudden we're going to change eligibility rules. And you know what what pisses me off about it the most and I and I was I'm in the middle of writing an article uh about this is that this isn't a rules change I'm just going to read it off. This isn't a rules change born out of concern for the betterment of the league. This was a self-serving move. Someone wanted to put a player at a different different position, saw they weren't able to, and brought it to the commissioner, hoping to get it changed. Rather than take a firm stance that rules shouldn't be changed after the season had officially commenced, the commissioner afforded that owner with the opportunity to push his own agenda across, allowing him to lobby for his position and suggest a league vote. That's what pisses me off, is that we have the rules already set in place, Somebody went to our commissioner and said, oh, well, you know, shouldn't we do this or shouldn't we make that? And the commissioner's like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess. Or just put it up to a league vote. And I think that's crap. Yeah, this is something that should have been addressed months ago or weeks ago before any of this started. And once it wasn't and no one in the league and no and the commissioner didn't do anything, you just got to leave it at that point. That's what I said. Now we're 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 still looking for a, a vote here, apparently. Yeah, like but six, the problem with the people, vote, six out of fifteen already were like, yeah, let's change the rules. Yeah, let's because change the eligibility. Pro- yeah, because they're looking at their roster. That's the problem. After the fact, people are going to vote based on, oh, does it help me? Oh, yeah, JD Martinez gets outfield eligibility. Yeah, I want this. You know what I mean? So that's why you can't do that. So 
this is look it's a different season the rules are not universal because we had a short season but this is something the commissioner should have been ahead of i commissioned two leagues and i made sure everything was declared ahead of time we changed it i agree and you know what and 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 i even said this i've said you know if you want to change the 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 eligibility from last year to seven because it was a truncated season i'm okay with that but there's there's zero reason to change the in-season eligibility to 10 games from 20 we're not cancel. they're not canceling any games we're not worried about i mean obviously we are worried about covid but this isn't like last year where we're worried about them canceling months of you know months of games Right. We're we're looking at, you know, maybe some, you know, if a team has a an epidemic run through its clubhouse, they'll have a problem. But uh, 20 games to 10 games, dude, that's bullshit, man. And I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm pissed off about it. And, you know, and, and it's so funny because I'm the only one who's like spoken up about it, you know, just about the fact that, you don't, and, and you know, somebody else was like, yes, we know you don't change rules midseason. But, you know, we got this situation. It's garbage, dude. Garbage. You know, why didn't anyone say anything before waivers ran? And look, I say this all the time. I've said it for years since I've been on radio, every beginning year. And I I say it repeatedly. And people must hear and be like, oh, you're so, that's so obvious. I always say it. Make sure you check your league rules and settings. And you know how many times I do it and... The commissioner has something wrong. It happened. I told you this happened in Tout. Tout. It was set up on fan tracks. I looked and the game's requirement was wrong. And I emailed Zola and he's like, oh, good catch and changed it. Okay. You know how many times Matt Deutsch has set up SiriusXM host leagues where shit was fucked up? And I told him, I do this shit. I preach what I say. You have to look at all this stuff. People don't look into details anymore. You have to. You have got to look at it. And the commissioner ultimately is the one responsible. But you have to know sometimes your commissioner, whether he's up on things or not, and go look. That would be one of the first things I do. So ultimately, it's the commissioner's responsibility. But you got, what, 15 people, 12 people in this league? None of you guys did this? And then you're going to bitch and moan now? That's on you, man. I've, I've said it for years. One of always... Know your league rules. That's one of the first things I do. League settings go. And that's how I catch my own mistakes as commissioner. I had to go back and, you know, look and make sure. Did I change the game's play? Do I have the requirement? But that's one of the first things I do when I join the league. And, again, I caught the mistake that it was there in tout, you know. And he was like, well, it wouldn't have mattered. We would have gone by league rule. Yeah, it matters, man. If I'm in the draft room, okay, and I see – that J.D. Martinez is only D.H., I'm going to be like, oh, I thought the rule was five. Oh, well, the draft room says D.H. He's not outfield. And then what? After the fact, you're going to say, well, no, the rules say five. Well, it didn't say that in the draft room. Right. Like what you had, the visual in front of you should be correct. You know, you can say, well, this is what the league rules. Well, how come the settings weren't set up correctly? So that's one of the first things I looked at. So I'm not saying this and I don't do it. I do it. And you could ask Matt how many times I've sent him emails. Hey, you didn't set up the schedule. This is wrong, blah, blah, Because I oh, that's the first thing I do. Check league settings, rules format, so I know. And a lot of people do not do it. Yeah, I did it. 
um, for uh, for for fantasy football this past season. Um, you know, because I know the you know I've commissioned leagues on my fantasy league, and I know the software. <clears throat> so Matt makes me you know the commissioner during the draft. He's not in the draft. He doesn't want to watch the draft. So put somebody who knows what you know how to back a pick out or you know or whatever to do that. So he gave me commissioner capabilities. So what did I do as the commissioner? I went through the league and I went through all the commissioner settings and said, okay, this is what we've got. Okay, here's fab. Great. That's all set up. Good. And all I did was just double check everything. Oh, look, Matt didn't, you know, randomize the schedule. So let me randomize the schedule. Oh, Matt didn't set what the playoff settings were. Let me set the playoff settings from, you know, for, for what we do. Why, why? The team comes in on, you know, based on points, this and that. So I have all of this stuff. It's all set before the draft even happens, right? And then people sit there and they start asking, you know, it's like come playoff time. They're like, wait a minute. Why is this, you know, why is it based on points? I'm like, you know what? I set that up in the, in the, in the league rules before we even drafted. That was what we've done in the past. That's how it was set up in the before the draft and if you didn't read the fucking rules beforehand well then that's on you and that's just that's that's it that's bottom line. it's the first article that we publish in every draft guide we put out at fantasy alarm know your league rules and to come at this afterwards is i mean it's it's crap it really is now i'm like screw it you know now oh, what 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 other rules did matt not set up so you know, I mean, you know, let me let me see if I can like, you know, go through stuff now and see if I can find a loophole, if I can find something to get changed. Like that's it's just not the way it should be. I mean, you should not change anything. And then I'll tell you what, what even what, what pissed me off even more here, um, you know, is that, you know, I, I, I even said to everybody, I'm like, what do you tell your subscribers? What do you tell your listeners? Right. When they call you up and they're like, well, my commissioner is doing some shady shit right now. And he's changing the rules based on who makes the playoffs, you know, here in like week 10 or he's, you know, changing the, uh, you know, from saves to saves and holds, you know, like, you know, when the draft is over. Like what happens when people call in or they email you and ask you about this kind of behavior? What do you say? Oh, well, I mean, if it's not for money, no big deal. Right. Ah, really pisses me off, dude. I couldn't tell. Really pisses me off. I'm just saying, you know what? I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. I really am. And, you know, I'm supposed to do this Sirius XM League next week, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to pour through the rules before we do the draft. And I, listen, if it's not set up properly, so be it. It's not set up properly. We're not going to change the freaking rules after the uh, after the draft takes place. No way. No freaking way. Yeah, you can, especially since you had a waiver wire on, because someone could have been looking at picking up a player and go, oh, I thought he was eligible at this position. He's not. All right, well, then I don't need him, so I'm probably I'm going to put a lower bid on him. So that's the problem. That's my biggest issue, is that you had a waiver wire run. And people were bidding accordingly based on the positions in front of them. And now you want to change it. So that's the that's the problem I have. 
Yeah, that and and the fact we did a draft. I mean, yes, I, could I turn around here and say, listen, I took Chance Cisco in the third round of the rookie draft because I knew I needed a catcher, right? But I probably would have been better off if I took Edwin Rios now that I know that it's 10 games and not 20 games because he's only going to qualify at third, but he'll probably play like 10 games over at first base and he'll probably play 10 games in the outfield. But I didn't take him because it was supposed to be 20 games. I mean, I could I could definitely turn around and, and say that. And and it's just uh, I'm just so so disgusted with it. I guess it also doesn't help because I also have Eli Jimenez in that league, too. Yeah, that's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about what position he's eligible at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so upsetting. At least there's no argument on that. Dude, I know, man. Like, it sucks. You hear the news, and it's trust me, man. I mean, that's just in a in a league like the NFC main event with that competition, it's brutal. But you know, you just you have to brush it off and move on. Um, there's no time to to sulk about it. I mean, you can for a little bit. That's what today's for. And then you just say, all right, you know, just pretend you never drafted them, and uh, you get nothing out of a third round pick. And you know, you hope that the rest of the team stays healthy and you get better luck because like, it's just the worst. Like you're going to get nothing out of your third round pick, man. A guy that you were expecting to give you big average, big power RBIs, you know, a, a four category stud. And now it's like, yep, he's gone. So it, it absolutely sucks. No doubt about it. Yeah. Oh man, dude. You know, and you know, here's the thing with, you know, with talent, you get the fab rebate, you know? And, and so, I paid 29 for him in the auction. So I'll, you know, I'll get, I'll cut him and I'll get 290. But, you know, makes no say, you know, I'm I'm not gonna do it right now because A, I can't, you know, I'm not gonna use my full thousand dollars, you know, whatever for fab, but you know, I'm gonna have to like just sit there and, and wait until the very last second um of when you know when the cut deadline is to get you know 10x back on my uh on my bid in fab but because there's there's nobody available in an al only league there's nobody available you know it's so funny somebody was like well you gotta grab leori garcia guess what i already did he's already on my freaking team i got him the stupid reserve no i actually paid a dollar for him at the end of the auction like and you still don't feel good I feel like shit about it, dude. No, I just lost 30 to 40 home runs at 300, a 290 to 300 batting average, lost 120 to 140 RBI. I mean, it's that's a big, big loss. And and to sit there and try and find that those statistics in an AL only league now, I mean, it's I'm sorry, but unless there's something crazy that happens, like you know, some like double A kid who just you know tears it up to the point where you know, he forces a call up. Like, that's my only hope right now. That's my only hope. Yeah, trust me. I know it sucks, man. It's like the worst way to start the season. You know, you need some luck in this. So uh, I was texting with Chris McCarroll today. He's in a super with uh, a super NFBC league with Matt Modica. And, you know, he saw, I guess, saw my tweet about Eloy. He's like, damn, that sucks. And he's like, yeah, so they had the number one pick. Their plan was to take Eloy at 30, only if Corey Seager wasn't available. What happened? Seager made it to 30. They took Seager. No Eloy for them. That's just the luck, right? Where I was the opposite. Eloy wasn't in the plan. 
Didn't think he would be there mid-third round. We're going to go with Glass now. Eloy's there. How are we going to pass up Eloy here? And now we lost. So you need some of that luck sometimes. And sometimes you get that bad luck. And that's why you can't win every league. Like, no matter how good you are, you're going to be hit with some bad luck. You're going to be hit with injuries. And you just do the best you can to overcome it, even though it looks dire. And you feel like, oh, how am I going to overcome this? Strange things happen. So you just... You can sulk about it for a little bit and then just move on and figure out a way to overcome it. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'll do. I'll sit and I'll sulk for a little while. Yeah, I'll you see. know, definitely. You can cry all night. I'll give you a few days, you know, if you want Thanks, to cry man. into the weekend. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, <laughs> whatever you need to do to overcome, you know, I, I, whatever gets you through this, you know. Do you want to break glass? Do you want to smoke weed? Do you want to eat? I don't know. Whatever you want to do, just do it. All of the above. Okay, there you go. Just All try of the not, above. Try not to damage too much glass in your house. Like, go outside because your wife might not be happy about that if you're ah, breaking glass inside understands. the crib. She does. She okay, cool. So it was so funny. So you know, she's doing. Uh, she's jumping into a, a. Well, you know what? Before I tell this story here, let's pay some bills here. Give a shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Right, the DFS site you guys should be playing on. Here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> Okay, so getting back into so so my wife is going to get back into fantasy baseball. She was super into it in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, then her career started to take off, managing live music venues and you know running places and and owning a club. And so she didn't really have time for the fantasy game anymore. She's finally getting back into it this year, and uh, and she's super excited. We've got a draft on Sunday. And, uh, and so she comes to me yesterday and she's like, can I borrow the, you know, can I borrow your computer for a second? I'm like, yeah, what do you need? She's like, I just need to print something out. So I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. So I see, you know, she's doing that. What, what does she print out? She prints out the, uh, the, the ultimate cheat sheet from fantasy alarm. She's like, oh, I'm gonna start doing a little reading. Boba, she's going to bring it with her to work. Cause you know, when work's slow, she's got like some time to like sit down and, She's like, yeah, I'm just going to start, you know, doing some preliminary work and this and that and whatever. And so <laughs> she's like sitting at home uh, right now and she's got the cheat sheet in front of her. And I was like, you can just take that cheat sheet right now, the grid, and just throw it in the damn trash. Throw it away. 
She's like, why? I'm like, Eloy Jimenez is out. She's like, oh, the guy from the White Sox, they really liked him. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, because I, I did a draft last night, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not taking him. Like, oh, was, that's right, GST. Mm-hmm. So he was there in round four. I was like, nah, not even. Like, I already have him in a spot or two. And you could, you just could tell that it was not going to be good. So um, just passed on him. I was like, nope, can't do it. And uh, I think uh, our guy, Adam Lorber, took him. Oh, He's Lorber's in, in that one? He did yeah. take him. He, yeah. he, he did pretty take sure. him. He did, right? I think <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, let me see. I, t- I was looking at it. Yeah, he took him at 4-9. Four, 4-9. Nine. Four, nine. But see, you know, but th- that's kind of on him, though, because Eloy I agree. was I hurt. Agree. Yeah, he got hurt like, yesterday. Right. I mean, we didn't know the extent, but I don't know. I, I had bad vibes from it. I didn't think it would be five, six months, but I was like, this seems like he might miss at least a couple of months. And I was guessing, but I was like, I, I'm not. I think you have to get extreme value with these guys where, you know, are hurt, man. I'm just passing, man. I used to be a little bit more aggressive. It worked for me one year in town. I forgot what year, but uh, I got. Cole Hamels fell like really ridiculously, and um, Iwakuma, remember him from Seattle? Yep. And I got both of them at discounts, and they both came back within a month and were excellent. And maybe that weighed on my mind. But again, those were double digit rounds. I'm not taking these guys early, man. Not Zach Allen, wanted no part of him last night. I'm not doing it. You're going to get so many, we're going to get injuries going in the air. Now, Gallon here, round 13, round 13, pick eight. That's not crazy. Like, that's probably it. And it went one pick before me. And we do have three IL spots. We decided to keep it with COVID. Usually we don't because we make this like the NFBC. But that that's where I would probably be like, all right, round 13, pick eight, yeah. But f- first four rounds, five, six even, nah, not doing it, man. Because especially when you don't have clarity on, on the injury. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the you know thing. Somebody asked me today. They're like, "What's the timetable for Gallon?" And I'm like, "There is none right now." Which, to be perfectly honest, scares the bejesus out of me. Right? Like, you know, <clears throat> tell me four to six weeks for the fracture to heal, whatever the case may be. But like, <laughs> I said it before. You know, this. You know, when, when I heard about this, I'm like, this is the the first of three conversations before the Diamondbacks tell me that he's out for the season. Right. I, I mean, that's just, you know, oh, he's got the, the stress fracture in the forearm. We're going to assess a timetable. Well, he can still play catch and, you know, and, and you know, light catch for the uh, during his rehab process. Uh, the next one's going to be like, ah, he had a setback during his rehab process and he's out for the season. now. We're not going to take any chances with him. Like that's that's the progression that I see it going. I really do. Uh, would it be surprising, man? You know, and you could always have setbacks, too. That's the other thing. Like, people are like, oh, okay, the timetable is six to eight weeks. He'll be back. Well, sometimes you have setbacks, too. You have to account for that as well. Don't assume, oh, well, this is the optimistic timetable. He'll be back. There's always setbacks. Yeah, there's always setbacks. Always setbacks. Sorry, but that's the way it is. Um, all right. I don't, I don't want to sit here with the... The doom and gloom constantly here, Adam. Give me something. Give me something fun. How was the NBA trade deadline for you? 
Um, it was pretty wild. A lot going on. We thought Kyle Lowry would get dealt. He didn't. That was a little surprising. Um, the Bulls made some bold moves here. Uh, the Magic just decimated their team. They're going to be a brutal team down the stretch. I mean, they have an upcoming schedule that's really tough. You're going to see some huge double-digit uh, underdogs. I mean, it's going to get to the point, I think, where we might see some 16, 17, 18-point underdogs for them because they just gutted their team. Nikola Vucevic gone to the Bulls. Evan 48 gone to the Celtics. So they clearly just cleaned house, and uh, they're going to be pretty brutal. Uh, you know, Miami traded for Victor Oladipo. Um, so, you know, they're trying to strengthen that that starting lineup. Um, you know, the quiet from the Lakers, Brooklyn, Philly only got George Hill. Uh, Denver did a nice job getting Aaron Gordon, also Javal McGee to back up center. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a lot of action. Um, Fantasy-wise, you know, 48 takes a hit because he's going to the Celtics and now – he went from the second option with Orlando to maybe the fourth or fifth and potentially coming off the bench. I think Vucevic's fantasy value will still be solid. He's always been one of the top fantasy players, um, and he'll be in an offense that's better, that's more fast-paced, so it's good for him. Um, and Norman Powell got traded to Portland, so Portland adding another shooter, and they're going to get Yusuf Nurkic back on Friday, which is big. So Portland's an interesting team. Uh, they they did trade away Gary Trent. So um, we'll still see some buyouts. So Marcus Aldridge being brought up by San Antonio. Talk is he's going to wind up with Miami. And Andre Drummond is the big one to watch. Does he go to the Lakers? Does he go to Brooklyn? Um, so, yeah, a lot going on. Pretty busy day. And, of course, um, NBA, uh, as far as DFS, one of those nightmare days. Uh, because <laughs> well, all... I figured with the trade deadline, you were Yeah, like... but it wasn't even the trade deadline, though. That's the worst part. It was like... Kawhi Leonard out, which to me is a rest day, even though I think, what did they, I don't even know what they said, me? Yeah, okay, it's back-to-back, they rested him. Uh, Jimmy Butler out with an illness, Goran Dragic out with a back, which we kind of knew because I wrote up in the value vault, and today was just a tough day to do the value vault. Um, I wrote up, hey, there's going to be value on Miami if Butler and Dragic are out, but look at Kendrick Nunn because he was cheap, Um, and the Heat went from favorites to underdogs. Um, But yeah, I mean, value opened up on Miami and the Clippers and it was all, you know, late before lineup lock. And then just seeing Marcus Morris is active, but not in the starting lineup with a calf issue. So what does that mean? Is he going to play or not? So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. You kind of knew with the NBA trade deadline, it could be a little chaos, even though there's only five games on the slate and just a lot of stars out. It's like one of those slates where, you know, Butler's out for Miami, uh, Kawhi's out for the Clippers. Sixers have no Embiid. Lakers have no LeBron Anthony Davis. Warriors have no Curry. <laughs> Just sucks. Like Sixers, Lakers on TNT. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, no one is playing. Okay, cool. <laughs> and LeBron's going to be out a longer period of time, man. I mean, the Lakers are in some trouble here, man. I mean, that Western Conference got a lot more interesting. Uh, with Denver making those moves, uh, Portland making moves, uh, Clippers did add Rajon Rondo, but I mean he, he's always good good in the playoffs and that veteran leadership. But I don't think that's a difference maker. But 
Yeah, I think the NBA became kind of interesting, you know, with uh, what I think LeBron's what, four to six weeks now. I mean, the, the regular season ends May 16th, and then I think they have the play playing games 18th to the 21st. Um, but man, uh, yeah, LeBron expected anywhere from four to six weeks, man. So, um, yeah, you probably get him back right before the start of the playoffs. And what about Anthony Davis, too? They said uh, he's a ways away from his return as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Bowden does not want to talk Lakers at all today. I told was, you that. I told you when this LeBron went, I'm like, yep, you're not going to have to talk about the Lakers for a while. Right? I mean, he briefly said that he was happy that they didn't trade for Lowry, that they would have had to have given up too much. And that was it. And then we were all, we we were we were so fast onto another team, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, going into Thursday night, they are the four seed, um, two games ahead of Denver. Uh, two and a half ahead of Portland, four ahead of Dallas. I mean, all those teams could pass them because they have just been terrible uh, without LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's just, you know, they lost by 16, no, 17 to the Pelicans, who are bad. They they got they lost to the Suns by 17. They lost to the Hawks by five. I mean, it's going to be tough for them to win games. I mean, they're playing a Philly team without Embiid on Thursday night. You'll know the results by the time you hear this, but I expect them to lose. They're home against Cleveland or Orlando. They have to win those games. They have to. Like, they cannot lose to Orlando at home on Sunday night. And then they go Milwaukee, and holy shit, then they have a seven- or eight-game road trip. Wow. At Sacramento, at the Clippers, which is not road. At Toronto, at Miami, at Brooklyn, at the Knicks, at Charlotte. So, they're going to tumble down the standings. I think they still get in the playoffs, but, man, they better hope they don't get to the playing game territory because that would be brutal. <laughs> oh, my God. I could just hear just, ugh, Jim grinding his teeth with something On like playoff that. matchup, like the Lakers, Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, man. That would be awful. <sighs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, you know what? I uh, I, I know that our our lovely listeners love when we go on for like hours on end here. Uh, unfortunately, I'm in a mourning period with Eloy, um, and it's it. I'd say it just it's made me sick to my stomach to the point where my, this stomach ache that I'm sitting on right now, Adam, is just it's too much for me to handle. It's too much for me right now. Yeah, I have a stomach ache too, and I'm I'm assuming it's from Eloy too. So yeah, it just. Oh, man. You know, it's like just maybe I wish we would have done the draft this Sunday night. But you know what? People say that. This is why you don't draft early. You know what, bro? I went back. I got so many bargains, man. So many. So, yeah, you're going to have this. And, yeah, most – and the high-stakes leagues typically – like the main event just started last week. So they do it two weeks before the season. They don't hold these main event drafts in February. They do it two weeks. You know, this could have happened regardless. So listen, you know, and I said it to Bone. I'm like, because he said the same thing. And I was like, you can't, you you know what? You cannot do all of your drafts the day before the season starts because you're in too many leagues. You can't do them all in one day. Right. And these industry leagues are, you know, we want people to, people want to see like, okay, what are these guys doing? What's the market? So that's why they're done early. And yeah, you want to try and have your money leagues as close to the season as possible. But like you said, we all play in a lot of leagues. you got to schedule them out and space them out. So, you know, we were debating, do we do the main event 
um, last Sunday like we did or this Sunday. And the reason why I passed on this Sunday is like I have my home auction league. It's going to be four to five hours. Like, do I want to do that in the morning and then, you know, take a little break and then go right back into a main event? I was like, I I prefer not to do that. So I guess it's my fault. So Brian, blame me because I didn't want (laughs) to. But look, again, like, you know, this, it could have happened. We could have done that draft next Sunday and he got hurt the next day or the first day of the season. What's the difference? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Injuries happen. We can piss and moan about them all we want. And we will. Yeah, like, that's the thing. We will. We're human, man. We're human. <laughs> we have feelings. <laughs> if you prick us, do we not bleed? <sighs> so on that note, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to go into the weekend. I got some drafts coming up over the next, I got three drafts coming up over the next five days. So we'll be able to jump in on that. And, uh, and next time when we meet, Adam, you'll tell me all about the GST League. Um, and we can all laugh at Adam Lorber together. He's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>